The following podcast contains spoilers for the perfection. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Let me do that again. <laughs> the following podcast contains spoilers for the perfection. Is that close enough, Glenn? Do it. Um, are, are you going to do things to me? Yeah, hold on. Let me, uh, let me try it. The following podcast contains spoilers for perfection. I don't, I don't know. The following podcast contains spoilers for the perfection. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Hello, mein Freund. Uh, I was going to say something, but now it's gone. <laughs> I just, that was fast. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Alzheimer's, old buddy, is that you? How, how are you doing, old, old boy? Oh, oh no, I think I need a doctor's appointment now. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Holy I think, crap. I think my little uh, spoiler intro <laughs> threw you off completely. Uh, <laughs> how you been? How's it going? If I can remember, I think pretty well. Um, get, besides get, that aneurysm that i just had in my life i'm doing good, good. i actually watched some movies that we can try to talk about this do week. you remember the movies that you watched because obviously uh, sadly one of them i do oh uh, oof, oof. because because you know at roughly around 2011 the remake came out and it was so good i'm talking about dread baby I watched the original with Sylvester Stallone. Ooh, mm. That was quite an experience. The remake is remarkable. It is oh. just a fun action you, movie. If you've seen them like both, like back to back, I didn't watch them back to back, but like putting them back to back, like in my head, mm-hmm. dear God, the other one's a masterpiece. My my favorite part of the uh, the original is you betrayed the law. <laughs> you betrayed the law. Don't judge me. You killed innocent people. The means to an end. You started a massacre. I caused the revolution. You betrayed the law. Law. Rob Schneider had no reason to be in that movie oh, no, as much he as he not. did. No, he did not. And that was back in the day when they tried to make SNL uh, cast members more famous than they should be. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Dredd shouldn't have had his helmet off most of the time, but, you know, Sylvester Stallone's got to get his face time in. Yeah. And Luckily, <laughs> Carl Urban's not, you know... That was a thing in the 80s. I'm not going to blame Sylvester Stallone. I feel like he'd probably do the mask now or the, the 90s, whatever it was. But, like, that was a big thing in the 80s and 90s. Like, you're paying for my face. You're going to see my face. Yeah. So um, that, that's not so much a thing anymore. People actually like it when actors kind of go undercover. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. I, I enjoy that. But uh, so the original Dread, not good. I have not seen <laughs> the movie. I've only seen that one part, and it's fucking hilarious. It's it's It's... Especially, I mean, now that we have this this new one out, well, newer one out, mm-hmm. it's it's so hard to watch this one because, like, I gave I gave this like a two two and a half tops, but my god, did that come out in two thousand eleven? I thought it was two thousand twelve. Roughly, I'm just saying okay. numbers. I'm pretty sure it was two thousand twelve because I was I I remember seeing it on my birthday mm. at the Regal in Downingtown, and I was living in Florida in two thousand eleven. So yeah, like, I don't really have a perception of time, so I just say see, numbers I and do. hope it. Why don't you listen to me, Glenn? <laughs> Glenn, it, listen, because your your voice is so piercing and uh. oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, we're getting off track. 
Uh, uh, so, uh, Judge Dredd, anything else? Uh, I watched a movie with Michael J. Fox. I was like, holy, I haven't really seen anything with Michael J. Fox other than Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So I watched a movie called Bright Lights, Big City. Ooh. Uh, it was a decent movie. I uh, I think it could have been handled better as a movie. Michael mm-hmm. J. Fox gives like a pr- really good performance in it. Oh, but yeah. there's like one scene where it's actually like killer. But the overall like story of it itself is just like kind of okay, or the way mm-hmm. it's done, it kind of just makes it okay. Keith mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland's in here for some reason. But yeah. Michael J. Fox was actually in a movie I mentioned a few weeks ago, and I forgot about it until just now. Oh, uh, so that's kind of messed up. <laughs> see you yesterday. Well, he's only in it for like five minutes. Yeah, he's, he's not in it that long. Uh, that see you yesterday time travel movie. Oh. Uh, with like police brutality thrown in mm-hmm. that I was talking about that that uh, Michael J. Fox has a nice little cameo in there. Okay, which makes sense because time travel. Exactly. Yeah. And the last movie that I can mention is a movie called uh, Father's Day. It's got Billy Crystal and uh, Robin Williams in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's actually kind of messed up. Like it's comedy. It's funny. Uh, Billy Crystal and Robin Williams are pretty terrific together. They've got great chemistry. They're, they were really good friends in real life, so it makes sense. Yeah. But like the more like the the story itself is kind of messed up. This lady tells both these men that they're the father of her son. Ooh. So because the kid ran away, so like these two have to go look for them, but they didn't know that they were told that they were the father of their son. Or the oh, son. They, they she didn't tell them yeah, in she, front of she, each other. Yeah, they were, but it was both separate, so she could they could both go look for the the kid. Hmm. And then it turns out neither of them are the actual father, and it's that lady's a fucked up individual. Yeah, <laughs> that is just, messed up. Just a little bit, just um, a little bit. But that was that was a funny little movie. For some reason, Mel Gibson was in like fifteen seconds of it. Just when did like, it come out? Uh, ninety seven. Ninety seven. Came out in '97. He was in like he was a f- quick 15 second cameo of this yeah. dude who's like a, a piercing artist. So like he's got like piercings all over his face and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, he's like, hey, you want to pierce? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. That is a weird ass cameo. But that's all my movies. What about yours? Uh, I saw a total of five, including The Perfection. Uh, the first one I watched was a Irish comedy called Extraordinary. Um, it's about this, uh, woman who like is a medium and helps people get rid of their hauntings and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's got Will Forte as this one hit wonder musician from America that is trying to perform a satanic ritual to, uh, (laughs) to sell his soul to the devil so he can get famous again. And, uh, the number one thing about it is that it, my voice just went out, um, it made me really miss Ireland. Like, I miss it so much just by looking at it. I was like, I want to be there. Right I would now. miss it too. And Will Forte, as usual, is just bonkers and hilarious. Um, it's a very dry comedy, but it's it's got enough there where it's just it it, it was entertaining. So yeah, I do suggest that. Then I watched a movie called Crown Heights uh, with uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, it is based on the real life story of a man who was wrong, wrongfully co- convicted of murder and was held in prison for 20 years as like his, uh, uh, I think it's his brother-in-law is like trying to fight him, fight to get him out. Um, it's a really interesting story. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's kind of weird cause it goes through the timeline really quickly. So it doesn't really 
allow you to get as emotionally invested as, as I would like. Yeah. Uh, but it's still still pretty good. Then I watched a Japanese slash Indonesian movie called Killers, um, which is about a serial killer who posts all of his murders online in like, in like video format. Um, and a journalist in Indonesia who is following those and becomes a vigilante of sorts because he gets inspired by the serial killer. It's actually... Say, that's kind of creepy. It sounds cr- like bonkers, but it, it it's actually really cool the way they do it. I, okay. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, so that's Killers. It is a slow burn, especially in the middle, but the uh, ending is definitely worth it if you do watch it. Then I watched uh, Sweet Virginia, which is a movie um, that you know Netflix has been recommending for, to me for a while. As I said, it's um, a movie that's been on my list this whole time, but never felt like ever getting to. Yeah, it's uh, it's got John Bernthal and Christopher Abbott uh, and Imogen po- Imogen Poots. Um, Emotion. I don't know what her name. How did I, I'm her pretty name? sure it's Imogen, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And uh, yeah, it's like John Bernthal plays this like ex uh, rodeo guy. Chris, Christopher Abbott plays like this hitman that was hired and is kind of not like terrorizing the whole town, but terrorizing a few people in the town. Yeah. Uh, like it's not like a whole pandemic within the town, but it's, it's very condensed and it's, uh, it's good for the most part. Um, I do, do have some problems with it, but I, I you know, it's on Netflix. If you're subscribed to Netflix, you literally got nothing to lose by checking it out. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's it's one I've been meaning to get into. I really like John Bernthal a lot. Yeah, so do and I. Like every every time I look at him, like, nah, not yet. <laughs> yeah, I I he was like the main reason I was intrigued. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I it's just what the trailer is not very impressive. It's better than the trailer makes it look. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I saw that Christopher Abbott was in it, who is in um, uh, a movie called James White, and then also he is in uh, It Comes at Night. Um, he's a, he's a great actor that I, I really enjoy his work. So mm-hmm. he was kind of like the tipping point. It was mostly John Bernthal, but as soon as I saw Christopher Abbott in there, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, other than the perfection, that's all I watched. So, okay. uh, yeah, let's get into some news. Um, as you know, cause you work for Regal Cinemas, <laughs> yes, uh, sir. Regal Cinemas and AMC both pushed back their opening dates. Uh, they were... July supposed to be July 10th and then July 15th respectively and then they push it back to July 31st and I believe August 12th respectively mm-hmm. um which AMC is a coward for not opening earlier than that but they're, <laughs> they're also on the brink of bankruptcy so I don't blame them yeah I was uh, uh I was both like I was happy because like I, I enjoy staying home and doing what I've been doing this whole time streaming yeah. and such like that but at the same time, I'm trying to go see some movies, my butt. Yeah, I want to see some movies, man. And also, because I don't want to work, but same. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's a that's a thing. So. Uh, yeah, it's whether... mainly because Mulan was pushed back, and then right after Mulan was pushed back, Tenet was pushed back, as yeah. well. Um. So Mulan is now going to be August twenty first, and Tenet. It's going to be August twelfth, assuming they don't push back anymore. I really mm-hmm. hope they don't. America, get your shit together. Yeah. Because eventually I would like to go to Iceland since I had to cancel my trip for my this My sister's year. raging right now on Facebook. I don't know if I'll leave this in or not, but my sister's raging on Facebook right now about how this whole corona thing's really stupid and people can't just sit inside and, like, 
not live their lives. I'm like, you understand we wouldn't be in this predicament if, if people, people just did, did stay that. inside. <laughs> if people just did that for two months, yeah, like we'd, be, we, we'd be done with this We already. just got this huge spike because people have been going outside and not yeah. wearing masks and stuff like that. And she's yeah. just yelling at me. I'm like, I'm just giving you truth, lady. Yeah. But just stay inside. Corona will blow over if we all just follow the rules, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not being a sheep. It's being a member of society. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't like wearing a mask either, but is it really worth it to yeah. complain and bitch and moan? No. It, it ain't. It ain't. You look, hell, you look cuter for a hot second. Like, honestly, if the mask. government put a gun against my head and said wear a mask, I'd probably be, be less likely to do it. So it's not like I'm being brainwashed to do it. <laughs> I, I, I would just, if someone put a gun in my head and do it, I'd, I'd get angry and just be like, no, fuck you. Shoot me in the no, head. No, you wear a mask. Do it, you coward. <laughs> Pull the trigger. Moral of the story is no one should ever put a gun to my head unless they're willing to kill me. Because yeah. I, when I am angry, I lose my shit and don't think clearly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, we got all that. Um, <laughs> got all that information. <laughs> uh, we also have a death, unfortunately, which uh, naturally somehow I was going to uh, announce yeah, as well. You, you like dead people? Apparently, I like announcing people are dead. Yeah. So, so Glenn, n- not without literally. further ado. Uh, legendary actor Carl Rayner dies at 98. The good news about all these announcements so far has been that they've pretty much died of pretty much old age. Yeah, he was 98. 98 is a killer run. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny to when, me because uh, of uh, his movies like The Jerk... And, um, shit, is the jerk the only one of his that I know? I was gonna say, he was on the Dick Van Dyke show. He was, uh, he was in the Oceans trilogy, oh. Toy Story 4. Dead but... Man Don't Wear, like, pretty much all the movies he made was uh, Steve Martin. Yeah. I, I love. So I, I, I knew he was an actor, but I thought he was more known for directing, but, uh, mm-hmm. I'm wrong, apparently. Um, but yeah, he, he was a, he was a great talent. He was a hilarious man. The Jerk is one of my favorite movies. Um, I don't remember it being problematic, so uh, maybe I shouldn't rewatch it just in case. I was but say, uh, we live in 2020. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it, it does open with Steve Martin claiming he was a poor black child, which <laughs> it's, it's just saying he's dumb. It's not like making fun of black people. Um, so who knows? I I hope if I ever do rewatch it that I don't just shake my head and just yeah. Well, but, I uh, mean. Maybe it just doesn't stand the test of time as well, but I'm sure it was a good movie regardless. Yeah. <laughs> it's got one of the best sequences ever with the, uh, I don't need anything. I need this. <laughs> I love that. What if I told you I haven't watched it? You haven't watched it? Mm. Oh, Moving on. We might make that one of our movies. It might <laughs> if have I could to be. Find it anywhere. So, uh, yeah. You got any more news? Uh, well, I mean... If you don't mind casually putting an opinion on every one of these articles that I'm looking at right now, this is kind of... Let's do a rapid fire. Yeah, all right. Uh, all right, League of Their Own 2 with Colin Hanks instead of uh, Tom Hanks, and this it's is... all black players instead. Oh, man. Am I racist if I say that's stupid? Well, no. It could just literally be a movie of its own and not be League of Their Own 2. Yeah, yeah. If that was a, a different... Movie. That, see, you that said it was Colin fun. Hanks? Yeah, with Colin Hanks. Yeah, I do like Hanks. Colin Hanks. 
Uh, so I approve of that. Uh, I approve of the story of like the uh, black baseball players. Um, but yeah, you don't need to you don't need to connect them at all. Yeah, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle CG movie developed by uh, Seth Rogen. I couldn't care less, but I like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But like they can milk that property until it's mm-hmm. dry. And it's Same with Transformers at this point. Yeah, like I, uh, I'm I'm over it. I probably wouldn't see it unless. I hear mind-boggling things about it. The Invisible Man 2. Invisible Man 2. I'm for that. I, I really enjoy the... I haven't the, seen uh, the first one, so I can't talk shit. I, what was that? I haven't seen the first one, so I can't talk shit. Well, the, the newest the, one, not the first one. I'm sorry. One. The one that just came out, I can't <laughs> talk shit. Um, yeah, it's the Elizabeth Moss one is incredible. I enjoy the story. I don't see how, if they keep Elizabeth Moss, how they're going to continue with it. Um, but... I'm interested to see what they do. You know, it could be terrible, but I'm I'm not against it. I don't think it needs it, but I'm I'm open to the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Nolan doesn't allow chairs on his set, which makes sense. Did you read that yet? Like at all? Yeah, there's no chairs on his set, so people are kind of like made. Or if they're there, they're working instead of just sitting around. That sounds tyrannical. Yeah. Um, well, Anne Hathaway loves the idea. <laughs> I don't understand the point. Like, yeah. Instead I, of like people like seeing a chair, I was like, you know what? I could sit down for a little bit. Fucking yeah, fire I guess it, those people. Like, yeah. if if like if people really need a chair, let them have a chair. But like, um, I, I don't know. I'm torn. Yeah. I I'm sure. I he mean, has, we'll also have to read the article instead of just yeah, the yeah, headline. Just from the headline. Yeah, and then uh, we got some more uh, X Men Fantastic Four movies heading in Disney Plus, which I mean, about time. Now, if we can get some more Fox movies over there, that would be fantastic. I would be on the platform a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and then I think the last one I'll touch on, or I'm sorry, this one and then the last one. Justice League's uh, cyborg actor retracts Joss Whedon's reshoot praise. He, uh, at one of like the Comic-Con booths, like he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, Ryan Johnson, like he was great. He he did he did the best that Wait, he could. Wait, Ryan Johnson? Or I'm sorry, Jesus Christ. Uh, I passed an article with Ryan Joss Johnson. Whedon? Joss Whedon. Okay. Um, he was like praising. He was like praising uh, Joss Whedon for like uh, doing what he could. He's like, yeah, he he came in, he replaced uh, Zack Snyder. He was great. I mean, and, he's probably contractually then, obligated to say that at that point. And then he just, uh, I guess, after the Snyder cut or whatever, he's like, yeah, I finally confirmed that I am retracting my comment about uh, Joss Whedon. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. People don't understand that you can't just shit talk your movie, even if you think it's shit, because you're under contract to not talk shit about it, because mm-hmm. that would hurt ticket sales. Um, so and, yeah, and I, then I the final one him. is uh, Matrix Four Theory. Neil Patrick Harris is the villain. <laughs> I like Neil Patrick Harris, but like, he can't play anything. He's too. He's too. His his persona is bigger than he is at this point, mm-hmm. and I really don't think he can play anything. He worked in Gone Girl because it was kind of a version of himself that he could be. So yeah. I guess yes, if they do that as the villain, it it could work. But like, imagine Neo versus Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, I don't see him being a fighter. I could be wrong. He could blow me away in the next one. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm keeping an open mind, but it doesn't sound good to me. Um, but yeah, I guess that's all the news for today. So let's get into the perfection 
perfection, perfection, perfection. Uh, what is happening to me? I'm burning up. It's gonna be okay. Is oh, it's not. Oh, God, it's not. Listen to me. Something is wrong. Something is wrong with me. Lizzie, I know. That's why we need to get you help. I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> What's happening? Oh my god. What's happening? I don't know. Oh my god. What is it? I don't know. What? What the fuck? Look at you, It's fucked. Help me. Help me, darling. Help me. You know what you have to do? The Perfection, when troubled music prodigy Charlotte seeks out Elizabeth, the star, the new star pupil of her former school, the encounter sends both musicians down a sinister path with shocking consequences. It is written by Eric C. Charmello or Carmelo. We have not confirmed either way yet. Uh, Nicole Snyder and Richard Shepard. It is also directed by Richard Shepard and stars Allison Williams, Logan Browning, Elena Hoffman, and Steven Weber. Um, so yeah, the reason I picked this one, it's been one of those kind of like Sweet Virginia where it was kind of just constantly recommended me by Netflix's it's just algorithm. in your face a lot. Um, and like, I don't blame Netflix's algorithm because I do like these kinds of movies typically. Mm-hmm. But man, this was a... Uh... <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> be honest. We all know how I like to be honest. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember what the synopsis was for this movie because I just watched this today, if I'm being honest. Um, you always do. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like to say I'm being honest. Okay, listen. I'm being honest. I know. Um, <laughs> I completely forgot the synopsis for this movie. I went in. I looked for it. I was like, oh, this is the perfection, right? Oh, yeah, I'll click on it. Click. Plays. I had no idea where this movie was going. <laughs> it was a ride. Let me tell you something. I knew the synopsis. And I had no idea where this movie was going. <laughs> the one thing I think it does r- well is that it tricks you multiple times uh-huh. into thinking it's one kind of movie. But that does not mean it's rewarding. So to, in a way, um, like other than the acting and the writing, which was subpar, in my opinion, the first act before they do that first terrible rewind transition. Yeah. Where they show you what actually happened fantastic movie other than the yep. writing and the like it's the the premise is great it's an, it was enough to keep me interested um the acting like i said was subpar and the writing was subpar um i blame the writing more than i do the acting because i've seen both of these actresses i, I noticed during the bus ride the acting wasn't great but other than that i didn't think it was too bad uh mm-hmm. it was when she was like yelling at the bus driver and cursing it felt like forced cursing like she wasn't yeah. liking cursing it was like uh that feels weird. Yeah, but like in Get Out, she's phenomenal. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, that's why I, I'm like, I'm I'm more cautious about 
condemning the acting altogether, and I feel mm-hmm. like it would have been more the writing or directing. Um, but it also kind of makes sense when you know that she's kind of playing an act the whole time. Yeah. Um, at least for the first act. And my biggest problem with this is uh, those terrible rewind transitions honestly ruined it both times it happened. Because you, like, you have to watch re-everything like you just watched it and you're just watching yeah, it backwards but it, real it, quick. It, it, it takes you out of it. It, 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 it's, it breaks the fourth wall without anyone else breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, the editor then, broke the fourth then wall. Then it fast one. forwards it through Mars the Parts again. Yeah. So like everything you just watched, you watched it again backwards, and then you're going through it again forwards. Yeah, it's it's really stupid. I I hated. I can say fully that I hated that mm-hmm. that decision uh, by the director. Um, but you, like this this movie was kind of bonkers, and <laughs> and <laughs> there were parts where it lost me completely, but then something happened where it pulled me back in. Yeah. And then it lost me completely, pulled me back in. But ultimately, the ending, I thought, was hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Not not the premise of the ending, just how it was executed. Yeah. Um, like, just to recap for anyone that's listening that has watched it but doesn't remember, uh, the main characters, Allison Williams and Logan Browning, were both abused by this teacher played by Steven Weber. And he, anytime they made a mistake in this one room, he would rape them, essentially. Um and they make this super convoluted plan to get back at him. And it's, it's it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't sell, in my opinion. It's not. No, I was uh, I was talking to a buddy while I was watching this movie. But like I, I was like talking to him like in chat mm-hmm. and and I was like, hey, 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 bud. So I'm watching this movie. Right. And let me just explain it to you. Right. <laughs> I'm going to do the best that I can here because it's very difficult to type out. Turns out as a romance, really cool, really cool romance. There's, there's like a pandemic in the background. It's kind of it's kind of crazy, but it's kind of like under the rug, brushed, you know. And then we go back like a couple weeks and next thing you know, she's sick. And you, I'm thinking, holy shit, this is going to be a pandemic movie. Mike, what would you do during these times? I, I wrote down in my notes, coronavirus, question then, mark? <laughs> And then events like she's got she's puking bugs. I'm like, oh, this is insane. This is gonna be some like crazy pandemic movie. And then she chops off her hand because there's bugs coming out of it. We already said spoilers, so congrats, you're in yeah. you're in the loop now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, this movie's about to get crazy. And then it hit the rewind, and that's when I was like, wait, wait, Ben, hold on. I think a plot twist is happening. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what what the fuck? All right, so none of that was true at all? Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> and then it turns into a revenge movie. And, and then after but that... Like a reverse revenge yeah, movie. Yeah, like a reverse... It's so weird. Like, trying to explain this to him. He's got, he's got no clue what the hell's going on. I'm just explaining this through his chat. <laughs> and, like, it turns... It goes from romance to pandemic to, like, thriller to horror to revenge again to... Mm-hmm. to <clears throat> rape revenge it's all it's crazy it's a crazy ride if you're just explaining it to somebody which fantastically enough we have to do right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's it is really bonkers i thought it was very interesting 
in the first act when there's like the bus and the disease, you think it's going to be a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then she pulls out the cleaver and you're like, where the fuck she get that cleaver? Also, why is she being no, so like nonchalant about it? <laughs> yeah. And like, it was more like, I, I'm, I'm all for the idea of her drugging her to hallucinate that there's bugs crawling in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm all for it being a her kind of losing her mind and getting back at or, or you know, kind of getting rid of this the new star of of the group. Um, but it lose complete. It becomes like a completely different movie and not for the better. It's it just it tried to do too much. And I really wish it was more of a simple story. Yeah. If, it was, if it was a simple story that was, you know, as it was sold, a movie about this one uh, woman who, like, lost her mind when she was replaced. And she drugs her and makes her hallucinate that there's bugs and she has this cleaver that in the middle of nowhere where, like, you're thinking, where did she get this cleaver? What the fuck is going on? But then when they answer the questions you have, it's not interesting anymore. There's not yeah. enough mystery in this movie. And I think if you if you take out the time loops for sure, A would better the movie in a mm-hmm. whole different experience. And instead of retracting you to the point of, oh, she's got this plan, mm-hmm. if she would have instead had a plan from the get-go, but you learned as it was going. Like, she already knew, obviously, what she was doing, and you were learning as you were going instead of rewinding and relearning that she had a plan. Yeah. It built the t- it would have built yeah. the tension more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have been a whole different experience. Yeah, because there still would have been the mystery of it. Like, somehow, by withholding information and then showing it later, yeah. they made it less mysterious. Because it showed her intent. Like, it showed her intent before the buildup. And and because they do this time loop once, they're more than likely going to do it again. Yeah, it's not something that would just happen once. Then you're on the edge of your... Well, not really on the edge of your seat. You're sitting back wondering when the next loop's going to happen. Like, okay, well, what's the plot twist on this part? (laughs) Yeah, really. I don't really have too much more to say about this. There was a lot of this movie that I liked but then things happened that made me com- yeah. completely shrug off the rest of it. Um, the core structure of it, it's there. It's good. Yeah, it's there. It's it's almost a good movie. Yeah. But the writing and directing completely ruin it. The, mm. the way it's edited completely ruins it. Uh, the convoluted nature of the plot completely ruins it. it it's it's not a smart thriller but it thinks it is yeah uh it, it should just be a straightforward action thriller horror type movie and it tries to be you know like kind of like a christopher nolan thriller <laughs> where it's like i'm not saying that christopher nolan's like the the smartest writer in the world but he he wait he's not he at least covers the fact that he doesn't know what he's talking about allegedly yeah i'm I, I'm, I'm not either way about that but he covers the fact better whereas like this you could just see they're just like oh man i don't know what to do now rewind let's do reverse, this reverse reverse yep so yeah 
Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't want to shit on the movie. The core structure was there. The acting was somewhat pretty good for the yeah. parts. Um, and, like, understandably, when we're talking about it, it makes more sense, like, especially mm-hmm. since she knew what she was doing and she wasn't acting. The, the middle, the, 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 um, ratings for this are like middle of the road and i agree with that i think for me personally i would rate it lower than the middle of the road just because the potential is there and it didn't capture it Mm -hmm. Uh, which is more disappointing in my opinion when there's there's enough there to be like you're so close you're so close to winning yeah um and and you just lost in the end i'm just i'm glad it was short i couldn't imagine it being longer yeah it it would have been horrible yeah especially because the last 15 minutes i just stopped caring i was Mm -hmm. just like just roll the credits already (laughs) and then and then the ending scene where they're both playing the cello with one they both have one hand at this point yeah oh i will say this this movie was pretty grotesque at the end there was a lot of blood yeah and and horrible images of people getting stabbed in the forearms and you know literally their whole forearm being sliced open the thing is like i was kind of hoping that they would play terribly for him when he couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. But they still played pretty well. Yeah. And I was just hoping that they would just, like, torture him with wrong notes with, all the time. With the, <laughs> that would have actually been really funny. Yeah, but, yeah. It's it's so close to being great. Yeah. Or just good, at least, and it's just not. Um, but, yeah, if you don't got anything else, I guess we can move on to the judgment. Yeah, I think that's pretty much we All right. Hit the so, best we could. With the judgment, as we all know, it needs to be a unanimous decision to put this on a shelf and make it a shelf boy, raising its bow to the sky and hopefully not messing up a song. And we want to achieve the perfection. But this movie does not achieve the perfection. Instead, it, it uses that bow, it uses it as an arrow on the cello's strings and shoots yes, it into the sky which wouldn't like work very arrow. well because horsehair is not strong. And just like this movie, it flops a little bit. It flops. So <laughs> I am not going to make this a cello-wielding shelf boy. I'm going to make this a trash <laughs> trash boy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, I, I say no. All right. Well, I will also obviously... Since you said no, I will say no, because yeah. that's that's how this works. So the perfection does not make it onto the shelf with the likes of Apostle, you know I had to say it, and uh, Mune, because that became a shelf boy. Uh, that brings us to our plugs for next week. Uh, my, I have two plugs, if you're okay with that. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, which I really should stop doing, because then I run out of plugs, but you know what? Well, my plug's kind of long. I'm going to I got these two. It. So my first plug... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go quick about it. It is a show starring Lil Dicky, also known as Dave Berg. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, kind of shadows his his uh, career. And uh, it's it's on Hulu. It's called Dave. And it's I watched one episode of it, and I'm already hooked. I was going to say, is that actually good? I just didn't really care. The, the first episode's good. Okay. I mean, it's it's dumb. It's stupid. It's like Lil Dicky humor. Yeah, and still probably doesn't warrant a show. But I was gonna say I like Lil Dicky. I like yeah. I like his music and even like his freestyles and stuff like that. On he's a funny dude, but yeah. I, I can't imagine a TV show. Sometimes I feel like people only see me as this larger than life icon, but I'm just a normal guy. Hi, hello, I'm Dave. You might know me as Lil Dicky, but there's a lot more to me. 
Don't you want to know who I am? Not really. Do you want to meet the guy behind the guy? Woo. Do you want to know what the industry is like? Uh. What a strange life I have. Got me tripping like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, you're a rapper? Oh, no. no. Bound movements looking like dipping dots. Really? Probably because I don't eat fruits and vegetables. Approached by aggressive white man on the regular. Uh. I got to record with a neck pillow on my neck because the ergonomics on my desk ain't right. My nose gets stuffed every night. Woo. I'm fidgety. I'm fidgety. I twitch. Huh. I'm fidgety. <laughs> I'm venerotic. Yes, I know that I'm a rapper at the end of the day. But I think it's time you knew me by my government name. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm Lil Diggy. Hi, I'm Dave. Who's Dave? Hi, I'm Dave. Please watch. Please. I'm Lil Diggy. No, shut up. I am Dave. The first episode's good. That's all I'll say. I have no. Yeah. So, you know, if you get to the second episode and you don't like it, chances are I also don't like it. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode of Dave on Hulu. Uh, and then I. Uh, I'm sure you are aware of the Queer Eye guys. Um, mm-hmm. They have the show on Netflix, you know, where they do makeovers for for people and just overall inspire them. And they have they are visiting Philadelphia for the next season, oh, and wow. they did a little quick eight minute episode on YouTube called "A Very Furry Queer Eye Special." Philadelphia mascot Gritty gets a makeover. Yes, our hero is Gritty. Yay! And we actually have a letter from his nominator. Okay, let's see. Dear Fab Five, I'm so happy to hear you're coming to the city of Philadelphia for season five of Queer Eye. And do I have a perfect hero for you? My pal, Gritty. Being a mascot is tougher than most people think, and we all handle it differently. But it's out of love for the people of Philadelphia. I don't think Gritty needs to change a ton. Maybe you guys could convince him that he doesn't need to eat a cheesesteak for every meal. Even I switch to the occasional wood or ice sometimes. Looking forward to seeing how you can clean up my pal, Gritty, with brotherly love, the Philly fanatic. And that is on Netflix's YouTube channel. So Gritty, you know, gets a makeover. As, as soon as I hear anything Gritty, anything that's crazy in my mind before you say Gritty, as soon as you say Gritty, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> also, what did I just say? <laughs> gritty makes sense. If it's whatever you're saying sounds baffling, and then at the end of the sentence you say gritty, it all makes sense now. <laughs> That's what I was just trying to say. Yeah, as, as long as it's not like anything racist or anything, because he is the face of anti-fascism. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is it is beautiful, and it's it's hilarious. It's it's eight minutes of them just doing their spiel, but with gritty. Uh, he gets one of the nutritionists hooked on cheesesteaks, and it's just filled with <laughs> hilarity. So, uh, yeah. Sounds fun. That is a furry, a very furry queer eye special Philadelphia mascot. Gritty gets a makeover on Netflix's YouTube channel. So this week I just finished uh, a video game called The Last of Us 2. And my God, is my heart wrenched. <laughs> See, normally... I wouldn't. I would. I would try to like keep away video games from this platform just because we're talking about movies here. But the Last of Us series as a whole is like the most incredible storytelling I've ever seen in video games. And right now, Last of Us Two is getting shit reviews because it, it's not going the way people want it to go. I but hate me, it. An intellectual, love it. I love it. I hate it when people are just like, oh, it didn't end the way I wanted it to. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, if you could predict how it ended, then it wouldn't have been good. To be fair, it didn't start and it didn't end the way people wanted it to. 
Um, one of the one of the big characters in the series gets. It's not really spoiling everything. This is all huge on the internet right now. But um, uh, one of the characters in the game or the series gets uh, you know whacked if he was in the uh, mafia, um, and people lost their shit and they stopped playing after that moment in the game. But that game in particular. If you follow the story, you you get attached to the characters, you understand all the characters, you following along with the story, even like even if you're doing like side quests like walking into a building, you're learning lore of the backstory of the world and what happened into it. The world building is fantastic. And we here, we at Keystone Film Review, we like storytelling. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about world building, so yeah, yeah. And like this, this game series is amazing. And I just finished. This is the actual plug right here. I just finished uh, a documentary about uh, the first Last of Us game and how it was made. It's called Grounded: Making of the Last of Us. Um, and they go into detail about how they wanted to start this world and this like experience and why they wanted to or how they wanted to make. They're infected different from any other infected you've seen before, like zombies and stuff like that. And they wanted mm. it to make sense. And and just like the characters, they wanted it to make sense. Like they cared so much about the story. And it clearly shows in this documentary. And that's that's what I'm plugging here is Grounded Making the Last of Us. Ashley, can you sneeze on command? <laughs> All right, that's the idea. Does it sound real? It sounds real. So, starting a new IP. Uh, new IPs are really hard. It's hard mode, right? Like it's game <laughs> development on hard, on expert and. I am attempting right now to think of all the reasons why they're hard, but my brain is so fried right now that I'm really having a lot of trouble. So I'm just gonna have to cast about and figure this out. Hey look, the game's gonna crash. I've never seen that before. At Naughty Dog, it's pretty chaotic. I mean, it's pretty much get out of your seat and get it done. Uh, Last of Us is one of those things that, like, I wish I was a gamer because the story seems incredible. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't have time for for all that. So, I'm gonna need you to just give me a timeline of Last of Us one and two at some point. I, I can I can send you that. like any anybody even if you don't play video games, you can watch somebody who basically has who either gives you the details of the whole thing. Or watch somebody play it, so you don't really have to. Yeah, the the people the ones where people play it, they're like two hours long an episode, yeah. and they're like ten episodes long. I don't it's, have time it's, for that. It's a long game, so I don't blame you. It's yeah. twenty. Yeah. I spent twenty five hours uh, playing and beating the game. Dang. Yeah, it, it was a ride, and like there was moments where I'm like, this story's not done. What? <laughs> and it just kept going, but like yeah. it it went on for good reason, and it really it was a gut punch at yeah. the end honestly the the people who people who don't like that shit and will quit playing a game because of it like mm -hmm. stop being a fucking child like watch and play these things for the experience not not the the 
you know, the satisfaction of getting exactly what you want. Yeah. Like, it's not yours. I, I That's the problem with video games and, and fan fandom in general is that people think it is theirs, and it's not. Yeah. Uh a studio that's not afraid to tell their story instead of like instead of catering to the audience and what they think they'll like, mm-hmm. that's 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 a studio that you know, yeah, deserves like high praise, mm-hmm. and they do. So those are our plugs for this week. That brings us to our next week's assignment, and it is Glenjamin Button's turn. Oh, little old me, little old Glenjamin Button. Uh, I had a movie picked out before and then five minutes before we started uh i was like <laughs> scrap it i don't like it it's disgusting we'll do it live in fact i don't care about it so much i don't even remember what it was i, I spit on it somewhere Ooh. uh and well uh i picked a movie that mike somehow miraculously through my headphones heard the name of before <laughs> before we started <laughs> i thought it was a ghost uh so we are going to watch a movie called suffragette oh i'm so shocked (laughs) honestly i'm a little happy now that i don't have to get my house cleansed but yeah (laughs) he's like did i just hear suffragette i'm like what did you click on something for that to happen yeah there was like a like it was to click on like the imdb or something and like right next to it had like the audio saying the pronunciation i'm like uh (laughs) all right so tell me a little bit about suffragette suffragette in 1912 London, a young working mother is galvanized into radical political activism supporting the right for women to vote and is willing to meet violence with violence to achieve this end. Did you hear that, Mike? I think I did. That sounded like a perfectly said... Fuck, well, damn it, I've messed it up. Synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> you got cocky. You can't get cocky. <laughs> Directed by Sarah Gavron. Uh, written by Abby Morgan, uh, stars Carrie Mulligan, uh, Anne-Marie Duff, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, and uh, there's a bunch of other ladies in here because, you yeah. know, it's about Women should not exercise judgment in political affairs. If we allow women to vote, it will mean the loss of social structure. <laughs> you work at the laundry? Part-time from when I was seven, full-time from when I was 12. We meet Mondays and Thursdays if you're interested. You're a suffragette, Mrs. Early. I consider myself more of a soldier. As Mrs. Pankhurst says, it's deeds, not words, that will get us the vote. We've identified weaknesses in their ranks. We're hoping one of them will break. They're saying she's to speak. This is a deliberate escalation. This has to stop. So, for those of you who don't know a lot about the suffragette mu- moment uh, movement, uh, I think we get a severely like red uh, rose glasses version of it in history class because, mm-hmm. like. Up until probably about five years ago, I thought it was just like, you know, peaceful protests where women were just like, we want the vote, we want the vote, and then eventually the vote was handed to them. No. Fucking women bombed people. Fucking women. I say fucking women as in, like, strong, not like, oh, fucking women. Yeah. Like, they, they, they bombed people. They were, they were abused by police. You know, the 
recurring theme of the last 300 years is police being abusive. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, uh, one famous, I forget her name, but I'm sure I'll try to remember for the next time. One famous suffragette was like trampled by horses and just a whole bunch of fucking crazy shit happened to suffragettes. Yep. Uh, Uh, so a lot, a lot of people didn't want women to have them rights. Yeah. Even some women. (laughs) Yeah. Even some women, which is mind boggling to me. But, uh, I guess, you know. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to find out make, about all of it. We'll make women think stupid things. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that the women are stupid, but, you know. Brainwashing. Yeah, being in an abusive relationship makes you not think correctly. Uh, I'm sure. I wouldn't be surprised. Trauma <laughs> does things to people. I'm not trying to assume things about abusive relationships. Don't come at me, Glenn. Glenn, don't come at me. Well, I can't anymore. Corona's back in swing. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we're still in green, aren't we? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I think we are. You can come over. I don't mind. Hell yeah, come I'm going to come at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Suffragette is our... That's on what platform? Uh, it's on Netflix. Netflix, please sponsor us. Suffragette is our next week's assignment on Netflix. And uh, as always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we do literally the bare minimum for learning about women's rights, which is (laughs) watching a movie. Well, just because you said that, I'm going to go look up all kinds of Wikipedia facts. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Bye-bye.